Hi guys, thank you for listening to this very special episode of the Back Your Chat podcast. It is fight day, UFC 251, UFC Fight Island, UFC Kamara Usman versus George Masvidal. Whatever you're calling it, I'm very excited, I hope you are too. Uh, Going to be doing a bit of a breakdown of the uh, of the main card, looking at all the fights, um, as well as the main event of the undercard, which I think there could be an upset in there. But yeah, stay tuned and uh, I'll be breaking that down shortly. This episode of the Back Your Chat podcast is brought to you by Lily and Bo Prince. If you're looking for something to commemorate what has been a really tough time with lockdown 2020, then head over to Instagram or Facebook and search for Lily and Bo. So Lily and Bo, all one word, L-I-L-Y-A-N-D-B-O-W, and check out the amazing options available. The bestseller is the rainbow print, which you can personalise with your friends and family's names, as well as adding your beloved pets. Half all proceeds of the lockdown 2020 prints go to charity, to the NHS Charities Together. So not only will you be getting a beautiful print, but you'll also be helping a fantastic cause. Again, head over to Instagram or Facebook, search Lily and Bo to check out the options. So here we are then, UFC 251, finally upon us, Saturday the 11th of July. It's actually my birthday tomorrow, so uh, very nice of the UFC to uh, to give me a bit of a birthday present with three title fights on uh, such a stacked card. So yeah, thank you uh, thank you guys for that. Um, so let's jump straight into the uh, to the main event uh, of the prelims, uh, Volkan Ozdemir versus Yuri Prochazka. I'll be honest, I hadn't really uh, heard of Prochazka before this fight was announced. Um, thought it was quite strange, uh, uh, you know, a, a main event of the prelims on free television, trying to sell the uh, trying to sell the uh, the pay per view um, to to pick somebody like that that perhaps unheard of. But just go and Google the guy, and he's a scary bloke. <laughs> he's on a ten fight win streak. Um, last three opponents, he all not. In fact, hold on. Let, let's go and actually have a look at the figures here. So he's got 26 wins with 23 knockouts. Um, out of those last 10 opponents, he's knocked out nine of them. Um, his last three wins are over King Mo, Fabio Maldonado and CB Dolloway. So big names in the MMA world. Okay, yes, perhaps aging names in the in the MMA world. Um, but still, to hold three knockouts over those guys is pretty impressive. Um, Volkan coming off a two-fight win streak as well after a three-fight skid. Um, he's been there for a while now, obviously uh, in the UFC sort of title picture, ranked number seven. Um, you can never count him out of the fight, Volkan. Um, he's got very good knockout power, um, 17 wins, 12 KOs. But I'm going for the underdog here, for the uh, for the unknown Prochazka. Um, like I say, I have only really... Googled his, his and sort of YouTube highlights, um, but he seems to be a guy that that can knock you out from anywhere, left hand, right hand, any sort of combination, flying knees, kicks. He, he has got it all in the stand up. Um, it seems to be a bit of a perfect fight, really, for your UFC debut against somebody like Volkan, who you know is going to stand up with you. Um, so he's not, you know, fair play to the UFC for putting not putting him against some wrestler that's just going to take him down. He's got a good chance here. He could be the sort of the next big thing at light heavyweight. Um, if he if he sort of plays it right, I think if he, if he can get a, a devastating win, um, you're the main event on free television before one of the biggest pay per views of the year. You're going to have a lot of eyeballs on you. I hope he's prepared. Um, you've got to come in. Yes, you've got to get the win first and foremost. 
but then you've got to have something in your locker um, after after the fight uh, when the microphone's in your face. And hopefully he has something lined up, big call out. Um, technically, he, he takes the number seven ranking, I suppose, if you want to if you want to call it like that. With uh, with Volkan being ranked number seven, he's unranked with it being his UFC debut. Um, so I hope he's got something under his sleeve. Um, who should he uh, call out? Let's just have a look at the uh, light heavyweight rankings and see who would be a uh, who'd be a good fight for him next. Assuming, obviously, he he can get past uh, get past Volkan. Who's ranked above Volkan? Corey Anderson, Anthony Smith. Now that could be a very good fight. He's already booked though. Glover, Glover. Yeah, do you know what? That that's the fight to make. I think. Um, if he gets past Volkan, Glover is the call out. Um, another big name, a stand up fighter, very good jujitsu, obviously, but Glover doesn't tend to really use that. So for me, um, if I'm Prochaska, once I've dismantled Volkan, I am calling out Glover and really sort of getting my name out there. Um, it's okay having all, all this record, but if nobody knows who you are, um, it's no good. So UFC are obviously putting him in a perfect position to be able to do that and are obviously, by the sound of it, are, are backing him by, by by what I can see. Um, not a lot of build-up for him. I think they, they, they're going to see how he gets on with this, but he could be the one that they really start to push um, in a in a UFC, you know, sort of light heavyweight division which could do with some fresh blood to be fair i mean looking at the rankings those guys have been around for quite a long time john jones obviously yeah the goat um so yeah it's, it's good to see somebody like him coming in and hopefully i my, my pick is he is an underdog um but yeah I, I see him winning um let's jump into the main card then first fight on the main card amanda rebas versus Paige van zandt Another, for me, uh, another one that the UFC are going to push um, should she win would be Amanda Rebas. Um, Paige, bless her, last, last fight on her contract. Um, I think that's well known. She's been talking a lot this week about the money aspect of things. She she get her contract is forty six thousand um, for a for a, to turn up, and then forty six thousand if she wins. Um, so ninety two thousand um, dollars if if she wins the fight. Basically, she said she makes a lot more from Instagram. She's a girl that gets it. She gets what she's been given. Um, the fact that she's got the looks, she's obviously had some sort of surgery, um, in, in the past year or two, um, not just on her arm. Um, she gets the game, she gets the fight business that you, you don't have to be the best fighter in the world. She's on a main event of one of the biggest pay-per-views of the year. Um, according to Dana White is one of the biggest trending pay-per-views of the year, which is quite interesting. It, it could be. It's it's up there with um with Connor versus Khabib, which is obviously the biggest selling pay per view of all time. Um, obviously it won't beat that. Uh, but to be trending that way, that there's going to be a lot of buys by the sound of it. So somebody like Paige, um, to to, <laughs> to get yourself out there, fair play to her. You you really can't knock her. And and I think we all sort of know that when her contract comes to an end, she's not going to be with the UFC for her next fight. You can't blame her. Um, somebody like her, the UFC is, is kind of there to push, to push you, but there's only so much, I think from what she's saying that with sponsorship, she could go to somebody like Bellator, which is obviously where her husband is and she can make a lot more money from, from sponsors than she would do 90 grand fighting for the UFC. She'd probably make double that just out of sponsorship alone, fighting for Bellator where you're allowed your own sponsors. One FC would be an option for her as well. 
I think she'd draw very, very well um, over in uh, over in Japan. So I think she will have options. Um, she's a very clever girl. She gets the she gets the game. She gets how to market herself. So I think that um, I think that that'll be the sort of next step for her. Looking at her sort of resume, if you like, so she's only had two fights since 2016, which you know is, she's had a lot of injuries. She's took time off to do Dancing with the Stars and all that kind of thing. But she has got a, uh, I think she's had two else, three operations on her forearm, um, breaking that every, pretty much every fight. So she, she's not been very active, but again, a girl that knows how to market herself um, and keeps her name out there and keeps keeps the money coming in, to be fair. But the UFC have not done her any favours. They know that she's leaving. So they're going to go, right, if, if you're leaving us, then you're going to go out flat on your back. And that's why they've given her Amanda, Amanda Rebus who is a bit of a beast, um, coming off the back of a four-fight win streak, um, wins over Mackenzie Dern, Randa Marcos, you know, some very high-level high level people there, especially Mackenzie Dern, obviously, with her grappling. She's going to get the win. Um, I find it very interesting watching uh, Embedded this week, listening to her interview. Um, they only featured her, I think, for about 30 seconds on the show, but... Her, her interview and uh, and and she I, th- I I can't forget I, I can't remember exactly what she said, um, but it was on the, along the lines of um, it doesn't matter really with the UFC or obviously it does matter but um, it's not all about winning fights it's how you sell yourself as well and I found that very interesting she's 26 years old she's a good looking girl she obviously gets that side of it. It's it's a perfect place for her again. It's a similar situation to the uh, to the Yuri Prochaska, um situation. If she gets a win here, she can really catapult herself. She's against a big name that people know, um, mainly because of you know Paige Instagram. If you don't know who Paige Fanzant is, by the way, and you listen to this, just go and look on on Instagram. Just go and check her out, and, and you you'll see what I mean um, as to why Amanda Rebas, if she gets the win here gets it in devastating fashion. She can really push herself, um, start getting that sort of following behind her. Very, very good that she speaks English as well. Um, I think that's a, a, a bit of a lost art on some of the Brazilians. Um, you look at the likes of Jose Aldo, potentially even Anderson Silva, who who have never really done um, a lot of interviews in English, tend to stick with the sort of Brazilian where they feel comfortable, the Portuguese. But she seems to embrace that English side of things. I've only seen a couple of interviews with her and they seem to be in English. She speaks very good English, which is fantastic to market yourself. Um, so, yeah, I, I see her winning the fight. Um, I think she will stop Paige, whether it's a, a knockout or a submission. She's a well-rounded girl, so you can see it either way, to be fair. But, uh, but yeah, unfortunately, I, I don't see Paige winning the fight. But she's going to be okay. She, she'll still make her money. Um, like I say, she'll go elsewhere. She'll keep her name out there. She obviously loves fighting, um, which, which she said herself. She doesn't need to be out there. She's making far too much money on Instagram that she doesn't need to to, to be doing this. Um, again, she knows how to market herself. She's got a cooking channel. Um, she's done the, the Dancing with the Stars show. So she, she knows how to get herself out there. So, yeah, she'll be fine. But, uh, but yeah, unfortunately, I see her uh, leaving the UFC with a loss. Next fight uh, on the main card is Jessica Andrade versus Rose uh, Namajunas. Thug Rose. Unfortunately, I don't see Thug Rose winning, though. Um, she's coming off the back of a loss to, to Jessica Andrade. It's a rematch um, from May 2019, which 
for somebody like um, somebody like Rose, she has avenged losses in the past, but coming off the back of she, she's spoken a lot about. Well, she's not really spoken a lot about. It's been spoken about the um, the whole bus incident with Connor and Khabib, and the fact that she's had PTSD since then. Um, she really struggled with the fact that obviously Connor attacking the bus and chucking the dolly at the bus and cracking the glass and all that kind of stuff. She's really struggled with that um, over the last couple of years. So you, you do have to sort of feel sorry for her. But to me, that's kind of speaks to a frame of mind that if you're going to get PTSD from, from an incident like that and knockout loss to Jessica Andrade and then fighting her again in your next fight, are you going to be mentally there? Um, that to me is the interesting factor of it against somebody like Jessica Andrade, who's an extremely well-rounded fighter, former champion, absolute beast. Is if whoever wins this fight is next in line for the title shot. Obviously, Andrade lost last time out against uh, Wiley Zhang, but I, I do see Andrade winning this. I think she's just got the mental aspect there over Rose with that last win. If I'm here, I'm reminding her of it every second that I see her. Um, knowing that Rose has that kind of, no, I wouldn't call it a weakness, um, but knowing that, that that Rose can get in her own head that way. So if if I'm Andrade, I'm reminding her of that win, and uh, and yeah, like I see, I I see her, uh, I see her winning. Now we jump into the title fights, last three fights on the card, the big ones. Peter Yan versus Jose Aldo gets the uh, gets the championship fights underway. A very, very interesting fight, this one. Um, you can never count Jose Aldo out. Obviously, all the experience in the world has been around for, how, I don't know how many years he's been around for. Um, let's have a look. His first fight was in 2004, so 16 years he's been a professional Um an unbelievable record, an unbelievable fighter. But has his time come? Is he mentally there? Has he been mentally there since the Conor McGregor loss? That that can be argued. Um, I think that was a big knock to his confidence. He was on, a, I think, about a 20-fight win streak before the Conor fight. He was very confident he was going to beat Conor. Um, and then to get knocked out in 13 seconds was a big, big upset for him. Um, then came, to be fair, he bounced back, beat Frankie Edgar, lost twice to Max after that, getting destroyed by Max, to be honest. Um, two wins, and then now he's on a two-fight skid. Been given the title fight, even though technically he lost to Marlon Moraes. A bit of a dodgy decision. Um, obviously, general opinion was that Jose won that fight. I thought it was a close fight. Um, I could, I can see arguments either way. I don't think it was a robbery personally, um, but I can see why people were upset over over Aldo losing. Um, and then now he's obviously been given the title fight um, against Peter Yan for the vacant title after uh, Triple C uh, relinquished the, the relinquished the strap. So um, Peter Yan, let's have a look at him. So fourteen and one. Um, his last loss was in twenty sixteen. Um, so he's on a nine-fight win streak since then. He's got wins over John Dodson, Uriah Faber, Jimmy Rivera. Some big, big names. Um, I like him. He's relentless. He, he He's a bit of a dog. Um, I actually see Pitt Petter winning this. It's a big step up for him. Um, a big step up. But I, I can see him getting the job done. Jose, again, you, you, oh, it, it, all of the all of these championship fights really are pick and fights. They're very, very close. Um, again, you, you can never count Jose out, but you don't know which Jose is going to turn up. 
Um, is he going to be in the right frame of mind? Is is a guy that he's got all the skills? Um, I was actually quite shocked looking at his record. So for such a high level black belt in jiu-jitsu, he's only got one submission win, um, which was back in 2005 in his third ever fight. So maybe he shocks you maybe he shocks people and, and goes to his uh his jiu-jitsu and, and doesn't become just stick at the stand-up that he's so good at maybe that's uh that's how he gets the strap back maybe he uh he, he surprises people interesting hearing him talk about um his weight cutting saying that actually um making this lower weight is better for him um making 135 rather than 145 which to some people maybe a bit of a surprise but I, I kind of see the logic in that is that when he was fighting at 145 and even 155 obviously before that, he, he can allow himself to balloon up in between camps um, knowing that he can he can sort of get down to it. Whereas to get down to 135, you have to be disciplined the whole year round when you've got his sort of frame, his sort of build. Um, so I get kind of what he's saying there that actually to make it is a little bit easier because he's so disciplined sort of in between camps that when it comes to, uh, to to sort of fight week, if you like, and cutting that weight, it becomes easier for him. So that actually does add to that sort of um, that mental aspect that, that he could mentally be there because he's in that frame of mind year round. I'm still going with Jan for the, uh, for the win. Um, does he knock him out? I think he does. I, I, I do. I, I think he uh, I think he can knock Jose out. I, th- I think it becomes a little bit of a brawl um, with uh, with Jan getting his hand raised um, at the end of it. Next fight, the co-main. Oh, I, lo- I love this fight. Again, Alex Volkanovski versus Max Holloway. Superb fight first time round. Um, obviously, decision win uh, for Volkanovski, who's now got the strap. I, I can see Max... I can see Max coming back and winning. Um, again, all the oh, these three these three fights, like I said, they're all kind of pick and fights. They're all so close. Um, but yeah, I, I'm going to go with Max on this one. Um, I like Max a lot. Um, they've got very similar sort of records. Um, we're both on extremely long win streaks. Obviously, Volkanovski's still on his win streak. Um, and then Max uh, lost to Dustin Poirier. And then, uh, then obviously to Volkanovski last time out, which again very close decision. Uh, no, it wasn't it? It was a decision. Yeah, Volkanovski won. Um, but I, I see Max making the changes sufficient enough to come back and win. Interesting on the um, on the embedded. I don't know whether this, you know, obviously they only show you what they want to show you, and, and whether you can actually read too much into it. I don't know. Um, but Volkanovski doesn't seem to be taking. Um, the, the approach of changing his body clock to the to the time of the actual fight. So with it being in Abu Dhabi, they're not working on Abu Dhabi time. They're still working on American time. Um, obviously for pay-per-view, um, they want to sell the pay-per-views in America. So most of the fights, I think it was Paige said that her fight's going to be at about sort of 2, 3 a.m. Um, Abu Dhabi time, which is, is you know, sort of 6, 7 p.m. Uh, America time. But so, so the main event or the co-main event in this instance is going to be sort of 5 6 a.m abu dhabi time um but he's been going out at midday you know doing his thing working a sort of normal day in terms of abu dhabi so is he going to be there come fight time when he when he's got to be walking to the octagon at 5 6 a.m or is he going to be asleep i know that sounds potentially a little bit silly 
But it's little things like this when you are fighting for championships and stuff like that, which can make the world a difference. Max, on the other hand, um, there, there was um, a little bit about him going down to the beach, obviously seeing the octagon that's on the beach, and that was at sunset. Uh, sorry, at sunrise. So two sort of in different differences there I suppose or whether Volkanovsky's done it later on in the week obviously this was early on in Embedded on sort of Tuesday Wednesday um so whether Volkanovsky's now adjusted a little bit closer to the fight who knows I, I don't know and um, they're obviously not going to show you that but it, I, just something I picked up on that which I thought was quite interesting and could be the sort of deciding factor that I wouldn't be surprised if Volkanovsky loses and then comes out after and is like I just wasn't there I didn't feel right maybe I, I, I don't know um but yeah, that, that was just something I picked up on. I do see Max coming back and winning. I see him making the necessary adjustments to uh, to come back and beat Volkanovski. But again, another superb fight. Probably goes the distance. Um, I don't really see a finish either way for it. Um, if if Alex wins, I think it is it is a decision. Max may be able to finish it. Um, but, uh, but I do see it going the distance. Um, or if not, maybe a late finish. Um, I don't see it being a, a sort of early finish, but uh, but <laughs> who knows? Um, but yeah, again, I, I've got I've got Max there to uh, with a bit of an upset um, to take the title back. Now we move to the main event, which obviously six seven days ago wasn't wasn't this fight? Kamaru Usman versus Gilbert Burns. Burns tests positive for COVID, um, and unfortunately has to um, has to withdraw from the fight. But obviously a bad situation for, for Gilbert Burns in the fact that he has to um, has to pull out from the fight. Could turn into a terrible situation for him. Um, I, Dana came out yesterday and said that Gilbert Burns gets the next title shot. For me, if George wins, he doesn't. He only gets the next title shot if Kamaru wins. Because no, no, it's not a good fight. I think George turns that fight down. Um, if George wins, he has so many options. He can do Conor McGregor and potentially have the biggest fight in UFC history, um, which Conor would take in an instant to have that sort of three straps to go move up to welterweight and, and you know get that extra extra title. Um, so th there's that option. George's next option is um, um, against oh god I forget his name um, Edwards. Um, that's a that's a very good fight. Obviously, the three piece and so uh, th was it three <laughs> three pieces soda, three chicken combo and soda, whatever it was, um, that he hit him up with, um, Leon Edwards uh, in London. There's there's bad blood there. That could be a great fight. Leon obviously on a big win streak. Um, he he could quite easily take that fight. So there's options. Um, for George Kamaru, he's only got one, which is Gilbert Burns. Again, a fight which wasn't really drawing that well. To me, the story wasn't told well enough of them being teammates. Um, and having that sort of that they can create an animosity from there. Um, whether it be real or fake, who knows? Just sell it. But yeah, th this fight now is is so much better than than the Gilbert. Unfortunately, no offense to Gilbert Burns or anything, but this fight now it's not even because of Usman. It is because of George. Um, he's really learnt the game. He's been in the game for a long time. He knows now how to sell himself, um, which is fantastic. He deserves it. Turning up to uh, to on his flight, his private jet in his pink uh, Versace robe, superb. Like it, it, it's fantastic. Like that that's how you sell yourself. Create that gimmick. 
I've said this in previous episodes, if you can create a gimmick and get people to watch you, whether people are watching that going, what a dickhead or what a legend, doesn't matter as long as you're getting one of those reactions because people are then going to watch. People are going to watch the videos on YouTube, are going to then pay for the pay-per-view. Um, he's done a, f a few things this fight week, obviously, allegedly, in inverted commas, flying to... Um, flying to Italy for some pizza when he was meant to be cutting weight and was saying, oh, he may not make weight. And it's great because it's getting that, it's getting those headlines. He's stealing those headlines um, from, from a guy that has been fixed on the card. Masvidal is now getting all the headlines. Obviously, he wasn't really eating pizza. If you actually look at the photo he put up there, the pizza's full and he hasn't taken a bite out of it. Of course, he was not eating pizza. Uh, but it gets the headlines. It gets people talking. He is now the main selling point of the card, of, of, of that main event which is fair enough, he would have been paid very handsomely uh, for taking this fight in six, seven days notice. And I do have him winning. Um, I think it was it Poirier who came out um, and was talking about the fact that George has been training for this specific fight for a long time, was actually in a kind of fight camp, which is why he was happy to take the fight. So yes, technically his name's only been on the card for the last six days, but to him, he's been on this card for the last few months. Whereas Usman has been training for a completely different style of fighter um, of, in, in Gilbert Burns. So that, that to me, is a big difference. Um, fighting a, a Gilbert Burns, who's obviously a jiu-jitsu heavy fighter, um, against Masvidal, who's a stand-up heavy fighter. Um, Kamara Usman, his last couple of fights, Colby Covington, wrestling heavy. Tyron Woodley, okay, stand-up but more of a more of a wrestling background. Rafael Dos Anjos, again, stand-up, but a, a big jiu-jitsu game. Damian Meyer, before that, heavily, heavily jiu-jitsu. He's not really for a strong, strikely, uh, sorry, striker-based opponent in a long time. So he has been training that grappling heavy. So with Masvidal, for me, that gives him an advantage in the fact that Usman hasn't really been focused on him or his sort of style. And I kind of don't agree with the fact that, that people are saying that Usman's a, a, a great um, disadvantage, his style for Masvidal. I don't see it um, unless Usman does just stick to pure wrestling, which if he wants to win the fight, that's how he does it. Um, in the past, Masvidal has kind of struggled a little bit with, with pure wrestlers. Um, but I don't, see, I don't see the fight going out that way, to be fair. Um, I think Usman, it will be playing in his head, the fact that, I say he struggles against pure wrestlers, look at Ben Askren, I think Ben Askren might disagree with that fact, that, uh, that obviously went for a takedown within three seconds and gets knocked out within five. So Masvidal has that advantage, um, and I, I do honestly see him getting the strap, I think the UFC want him to get the strap, um, as, as previously mentioned, there's a couple of fighters on this card which the UFC want to win. Um, and that's probably sounds quite strange to people that, that the UFC who promote all people and, and, and whatever that they want somebody to win. But of course, they do. they're running a business. It, there's no fixing going on with them. Um, that's been proven in the past that they've had certain fighters that, of course, they want to win, that they're backing, but then lose and, and disappear off the face of the earth. It's just a fight game. It's, it, it is what it is. But for this, they, if, if George wins this, I mean, wow. The, the sky is the limit for him. And, and the next fight is Conor McGregor. There's no two ways about that for me, that, that they have to then make that fight. Everyone would, oh, it'd be incredible, it'd be huge. And I'll predict it now. If, if George wins that fight, it's against Conor McGregor and it's at Raider Stadium in Las Vegas, the new, um, the new Las Vegas Raiders stadium, which has been built for the NFL team, the Oakland Raiders moving down from LA. Um, 
that will be the fight. It will be 50,000, 60,000 people in there. It'll be, oh, it'd be unbelievable. And the, I mean, Dana's probably sat there with a semi on right now thinking about that, that if George can win this, the, the money they will make will be, oh, it'd be unbelievable. It really will be absolutely unbelievable. Um, Connor will be, will be watching this fight. Um, his, the last big card, obviously he announced his retirement afterwards. Obviously, as previously mentioned, he didn't retire, um, but he will be fight. He'll be watching this fight with great interest. Expect a tweet from him afterwards. Um, I think either way, whatever the outcome is, Connor wants either one. He would prefer George. I don't think he really wants Kamaru, but whatever happens, there will be a tweet from him either saying Usman, you didn't impress me. Yada yada yada. I'll knock you out. Um, and same for George. The, that, that, that will be what happens because Connor is too clever to uh, to miss an opportunity like this um, against a needle mover like like George. Obviously, it's another Diaz situation, but this time they'll have build up to it. Um, George is very, very similar sort of fighter, similar sort of attitude um, as Nate Diaz is, is a true fighter's fighter. Um, Usman's more of an athlete, um, an athlete fighter, whereas Jorge, George, is... is <laughs> if you see him on the street and you walk up to him with your hands up, you, you're fighting. There's no two ways about it. Um, he is that kind of gritty, comes from um, backyard brawling uh, with Kimbo Slice on YouTube. I don't know whether pe people know that. Um, it, it has been sort of well well documented and well publicized, but that's how he started fighting was with... Um, was with those backyard brawls on, on YouTube with Kimbo and, and getting paid for them. And, and that that is a true fighter. You know, I think it was uh, GSP's come out this week and, and sort of listed all these guys that, that, that sort of you can break down uh, mixed martial artists into a couple of different categories. And, and George definitely falls into that fighter's fighter. It's just in his blood. It's in his DNA. Go and watch the clip of him and Leon Edwards. He walks up to him and then watch the interviews after. It's fascinating, his his sort of way of thinking that he walked up to Leon with his hands behind his back, um, which for him shows that there's no aggression, that they're not going to they're not gonna fight. And that's how he's grown up. That's how he does it on the street. But then as soon as Leon raises his hands to him, that's it. He's getting those, that first punch in, lands three or four co combo and walks off. That That is George's mindset that, that you know, if you, if you raise your hands to him, you're fighting. So, again, UFC want him to win. I think he will win. Um, I, I'm going to go against a lot of people who are saying that it's a bad matchup for him. I actually think it's a, a fairly good matchup for him, um, especially with the, the preparation that he's had. Um, again, going off his, his only what his sort of campmates are saying that he's been training for this specific fight and this specific person for a long time, whereas Usman's had the late switch, hasn't really been fight, uh, training for pure stand-up fighters in a long time so yeah i see george getting the upset right getting a huge paycheck for this fight and then making oh the the biggest fight that the ufc could make um with him and connor next time out Before I leave you, I just want to um, touch upon the Mike Perry incident that happened this week. There was um, video footage that came out um, of him basically knocking out some old fat guy in a bar. A lot of people have jumped on him, um, saying it's disgusting, all this, that and the other. A lot of people are saying that he needs help, 
um, that obviously that you know he's a bit of a not a cry for attention, but but he's in a he's in a bit of a bad mindset. Honestly, I, I I've got a bit of a diff, differing view on it. Um, I don't think we can jump to conclusions on the evidence of the video that we have. Um, if you've not seen the footage, just go and Google sort of Mike Perry um, street fight or or whatever. It's him basically in a restaurant. The video starts him in a restaurant. His girlfriend, um, who incidentally was his cornerman, one and only cornerman for his last fight, um, is trying to get him to leave a restaurant. He's basically shouting and screaming. He put his hands on me. He put his hands on me. This, that and the other. So for me, you don't know what's happened before this video starts. Has Mike Perry actually sort of resisted the urge to to knock some guy out in a in in a restaurant who has put hands on him? Perhaps he he's already been started upon. I don't know, and and, and I can't really pass comment. I don't think other people should be until that sort of evidence or those sort of facts come to light. Um, I'm playing sort of very much uh, devil's advocate, but. But that could have happened. Even the fact that he's been dragged away saying he's put his hands on me, I've not touched him, says to me that there has been some sort of incident before which has set him off. Um, his girlfriend's then trying to get him to leave leave the restaurant. He's obviously shouting abuse. Somebody shouted, I'm going to call the cops. In his mind, I, I get what he's now saying. He, he then starts to go, I'm staying. And if you're calling the cops, I'm going to stay because you're all going to say that I was the one that kicked off this, that and the other. Um, and, and then he gets in trouble. Whereas if he stays, he can put his point across to the police. I get his logic. Um, obviously, by this time, he's starting to see a little bit of red, obviously not stinking straight. Um, and somebody's obviously just said, I'm going to call the cops to, to try and diffuse, diffuse the uh, sort of situation. Now, if you've never sort of seen Mike Perry before, like I say, go and Google this and then just have a look at him. He's a big guy, very heavy, muscular set guy. He's got tattoos on his face, nose halfway across his cheek. He looks like a rough guy. Like So so as soon as police turn up they, and, and as soon as people see him, you can tell that he's a rough guy. Like So so again, he's he's got that reputation and he's got that before before he even opens his mouth that you look at him and you think, shit, this guy is serious so I, again i get why he wants to stick around for the police to come and then the old guy at the bar again he, he's probably in his 50s 60s massively out of shape decides to get involved like trying to help like come on let's go just go just go that sort of thing no need no need really for him to get involved um i, th I think that you know potentially I mean, I don't know another way that it could have been diffused, but there's no need for... That's what happens, is that when you see it all the time on like a football pitch, that if there's a little bit of a kick-off, two people, if they leave the two people to it, it quickly sort of de-escalates. The more people that get involved, the more the two aggressors then get abusive and get aggressive um, and then start shouting. And, that, and you see what I mean? That the more people that get involved, the bigger people start to peacock and the bigger that the, the people start to shout and abuse each other and that sort of thing. Whereas if they're left to their own devices, chances are it diffuses. Now, you're working with a different guy here in Mike Perry. Again, what I was saying earlier about George, that he's a street guy, that if you raise your hands to him, you're fighting. There's no two ways about it. That's the way he lives his life. This fat guy comes to him and starts giving shouting off to him. Mike Perry then says basically fuck off or i'm going to knock you out the what the the fat guy then goes do you know what yeah i don't believe you almost and starts walking towards him with his hands up you're an idiot 
you you deserve everything for me then you deserve everything you get like you cannot blame mike perry in that situation he's got a lot of people shouting at him he's already told him if you you know if you come near me i'm gonna knock you out he's giving him for me fair warning the guy then comes to him with his hands up and starts trying to throw punches at mike perry now again go and look at a photo of mike perry he's a big guy he looks nasty he's got tattoos on his face why are you trying to start a fight with him you idiot so Lo and behold, Mike Perry, a professional trained... Even if you don't know who Mike Perry is, if you don't know he's a UFC fighter, just look at him. What are you doing? He then gets knocked out. Like, and then Mike Perry has to go and sit down. And he's like, fuck's sake. Like, why? He didn't want to have to do that. I, I honestly don't think he wanted to do that. He's obviously got a girl with him, his girlfriend, who is obviously a girl that loves the drama. For me, like... If you're with Mike Perry, you've got to love drama. And, and one of those girls that she's trying to calm him down and trying to de-escalate, but secretly is trying to escalate the situation. We all know those sort of girls that love the drama, love that sort of, you know, the raw energy and the testosterone and all that kind of shit. That They love it. And, and she strikes me as that kind of girl, to be honest. Um, so who knows what's happened since. I, there's not been a lot of reports. Um, I don't think he was arrested or anything or, or charges. I don't know. Um, perhaps perhaps I'm wrong on that on that aspect. But a lot of people saying he needs help and, the, the, you know, this, that and the other thing. But everyone gives him that sort of attention. He's a fighter. We People need to stop being shocked when fighters get into a fight outside of the octagon. They are fighters. Again, I'll go back to my earlier point about sort of GSP breaking these fighters down into athletes and fighters and entertainers. If you've got a pure fighter and you you give them the um, the the media attention and stuff like that when they're building up a fight and they're talking about how they're going to knock someone out and they're from the street and they're this rough character and you're giving them that attention, don't be surprised when they go into the street and get into a fight. Like... We, we we can't be surprised by that. That that is what makes these fighters who they are. And again, go back and watch it. To me, Mike Perry does he do anything wrong? For me, you can argue that he doesn't. You know, from the video footage, you can argue that he doesn't do a lot wrong. He's talking about somebody putting his hands on him and he's walking away. Somebody then says he's going to call the police. So he says, right, I'm going to obviously in a very aggressive tone. I'm <laughs> I'm de-escalating his tone here. Um, but he, t he then says, right, I'm going to stay basically until the police come so I can put my side of the point across so I don't just get arrested. Probably a guy with pre with previous criminal sort of um, GBH, stuff like that. So as soon as the police comes up, he's in handcuffs anyway. Um, so he just wants to get his point across. As angry as he is and as red as he sees, he, in his mind, that makes sense. He then gets some guy mouthing off to him who then is told that he's going to get knocked out if he comes towards him, who then decides to come at him with his hands up. I'm sorry, you are... You, Mike Perry does everything that, that kind of most fighters, if you're a fighting guy, that's what you're going to do. People then say, oh yeah, but he's in the UFC, he should know better, he's a role model. A role model? I'm sorry, I, I've got a young young child here, I'm not raising them to be like Mike Perry. No, no, no disrespect to him, but... <laughs> no one's raising their child to be like Mike Perry unfortunately like he is a different guy like he is he's from the streets he's a rough guy like he's a fighter and and this is what I don't get when when people are coming out like that it's the same when when Connor did it Connor is a pure fighter and and uh, yeah you, you're probably all bored of me 
you know referring to Connor in every every episode and every chance I get. But he's such a good example, and he's such an an example that that people know because he is now a global figure. That don't be surprised when he punches an old man in a bar for disrespecting him. Yeah, it was that was out of order. I will I will be honest, but they're fighters. That's what they do. It, it, it's bred in them that. That don't be just don't be surprised when it happens. I don't think Mike Perry does need help. I think that's just who he is. I think if he does get help and he does get that out of him, he's not the same fighter. I I think then then he he drops off the edge of a uh, you know he he drops off the edge of a cliff in terms of um, UFC and, and, and MMA, and then that probably spells worse problems for him in the long run because he hasn't got that outlet. He hasn't got that attention that he needs. Um, and and therefore it, it may end up worse. It may end up baddie that whatever happens to him, he, he's just that sort of character, I suppose. But but I think if you actually do sort of seek help for him, if you like, and get psychological help or whatever you want to call it, and you, and you actually sort of diffuse that in him and and that sort of um, ability to go, that you potentially use your spark as a fighter. Um, which, which would would be a bad thing to, to happen to him because he is such an entertaining fighter. Um, if he can learn, then potentially to to, to sort of um, hone that, it, it just in the octagon, great. But you, you you're never going to get that out of him. That that's bred into him now. Um, and again, for me, looking at the footage, I don't think he really did too much wrong. Obviously, potentially, you know, didn't need to knock the guy out. But he gave him fair warning and then was come out when when he's already seen ready. There's only so so he's a guy with a short fuse, and it, the fuse had been lit already by this previous fo- previous guy before the footage starts. So again, I think you you kind of have to get off his back a little bit. Um, and, and again, I'll hold my hands up. If so, if other footage or other evidence comes out and he was the main instigator and was horrible and and abusive throughout the whole thing, I will hold my hands up. But from the footage that I've seen. I, I, I get where he's coming from when I get why he reacted how he did. So thank you guys for listening. Um, that was my breakdown of UFC 251. I hope you guys are excited as I am. Uh, it's on BT Sport tonight. Free free television in the UK, obviously with the time being as it is. I think it's pay-per-view in America on ESPN+. Plus. Um, I am very excited. I will be getting up for the fight. It's at 3 a.m. UK time. The main card starts. Um very very excited if you are gambling on the any of my picks i apologize in advance because they will probably all be wrong they are just my opinion um but yeah have fun watch the fight stay safe and uh, i'll speak to you guys soon Cheers. Bye.